Blog Talk Radio. going on in 
the Western understanding of mental health and what that is. And the importance of, as believing ones, of believing the Word of God and following the Word of God. Because nowhere in the Scripture are you and I told that Jesus is our therapist, our psychotherapist. We are nowhere told that in the Scripture. Um, there are other good books that, that I'm going to recommend later. But I want to focus on who Jesus is. In the scripture, Jesus is called the heart knower. And two times in the book of Acts, he is called the heart knower. One word in the uh, New Testament, the cardionostes. is the Greek word. It is one who understands the deepest and most intimate secrets of the human heart. He's called that twice. In the book of Revelation, chapter 1, John sees Jesus in his high priestly garments. John describes him as having hair white like wool and having eyes as a flame of fire and having a voice as the sound of many waters. He, there are other descriptors too, but Jesus is the high priest, and he he's presented there as our high priest, and he walks among uh, the, the seven golden cattle, uh, candlesticks. He is the one who observes carefully his church. Interesting words are used in the New Testament Greek, for instance, gnosis, which is the common word for knowledge, and then the uh, the word ethnosis is used by New Testament writers to talk about spiritual knowledge. That is, you and I intake biblical information into the brain, and then by faith, that information, that gnosis is transferred by faith to ethnosis, that is, into usable doctrine. Because you and I are called to walk by faith, it's called to walk by pistis, the words that's used in the New Testament. We're, New Testament. We're, to, we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. It is by empiricism. We're called to walk, that is peripateo, order our steps by faith and not by sight. Because God knows that empiricism has a built-in bias or prejudice, whereas faith does not. Faith walk. The faith walk means that you and I walk in complete dependence upon God and upon who he is. Not upon what we think, but on who we are completely dependent on who God is. So, John presents, uh, John tells us how Jesus looked. That is, some descriptors are given of Jesus in Revelation chapter 1 as as the great high priest of the church. In the book of Hebrews, the high, priest, uh, the high priestly ministry of Jesus is presented to us in a very powerful manner. And in Hebrews chapter 1, we learn that as far as his finished work on our behalf, his salvation work on our behalf, 
Jesus is said to have sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. When Jesus shouted, Tetelestai, as he hung on the Roman gibbet, he said, it is finished. And therefore, he had provided salvation for you and me. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul uh, said that I deliver unto you, first of all, that which was delivered unto me, how that Jesus died. Aaron's tense. At a point in time, Jesus died. He was buried. Aaron's tense. And then we read that he rose again, or he stood up again. Perfect tense. Other founders of religions of religions die. And that's it. Jesus did not come to found a new religion. He has provided salvation for all of mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believers are challenged to grow in grace and in the knowledge and the gnosis of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Believing ones, because they have been supernaturally born again by the Spirit of God, are not subject to mere human laws anymore. Neither are their minds we have become brand new. Paul writes that old things, the old ancient worn out things literally have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. In Ephesians 4, Paul tells us that we have been given a new young mind. A new young mind. Now, believers have different challenges than unbelievers. We face the world, the flesh, and the devil, our three primary enemies, the world, the sarks, and the devil, the cosmos, the sarks, and the abelos. And so as believers, we are told to put on the armor of God, Ephesians chapter 6. But notice, before Paul tells us to put on the armor of God, he does not want us to put the armor of God over hearts that are not clean, minds that are not new. He says, put on the armor of God. Now notice, when Lazarus was raised out from the grave, that is, he was brought back, he was resuscitated, he did not have a resurrection body. Jesus said to those who stood about, Jesus said of Lazarus, loose him and let him go. And you and I, having born again, we are not we are bound, we are not to be bound by the grave clothes of the old life, the old epistemology, the old self understanding, the old way of being, the old paradigms of man. We are no longer subject to the recipes or the algorithms of human thinking. We're in a totally new supernatural realm. And as such, 
we are beyond, we no longer need a human therapist, a psychotherapist, part of a mental health board in my community for a long time. And one of the patient advocates who's also on that board said very candidly that all we do are medicate symptoms. All we do is to medicate symptoms. The word of God goes beyond that and tells us that we have Jesus as our great high priest who was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. He and therefore be a merciful and faithful high priest. He is merciful to us. He understands our areas of temptation. He knows where we have been hurt, how long we have been hurt, who hurt us. He understands that we may be carrying around buried hurts. And these very hurts, these traumas, keep us from having fulfilled lives. God understands our traumas. We read that he, in Isaiah 53, that Jesus is a man of sorrows and intimately acquainted, acquainted with grief. He knows our wounds. He knows your wounds. He knows who wounded you. And when you have wounded yourself through lack of forgiveness or failure to forgive those who wounded you. Our great high priest is there. We can go before him and we can confess who we are, where we are, and what is going on in our lives. We can tell him about the hurts that we are carrying. We have a very different mental health community as believers. We have Jesus. We have the eternal God who knows completely where we are, how we have been hurt. He knows our misery and our sorrow. He wants you and I to be free. He doesn't want us to be bitter or imprisoned by hurting any longer. In Hebrews chapter 3 and 4, and may God bless you. Good afternoon. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich.